Everybody and welcome back to Brunch and Slay. I'm your host, Amira Sane, founder of Brunch and Slay. And today we are actually speaking with Natalie Frank. And I am smiling from ear to ear because Natalie definitely, I don't even know if she knows. She, she I'm sure she does. She holds a special place in so many people's hearts because she followed a call. And along with some friends, not even not even two years ago, uh, right at two years ago, a little bit over two years ago, and she created a group called the Rising Tide Society. And I would do it no justice if I tried to describe what it is, because it really it is something that takes. For me, it would take a ton of words because it's more of a feeling that it gives me being a part of that community. Uh, but thank you so much, Natalie, for joining us today. Oh my gosh, I'm so honored. Thank you so much for having me. No, so. We're going to dive right in, and I kind of mentioned Rising Tide Society, and of course we have our Tuesdays Together crew. I hope they're they're listening. Uh, <laughs> but Natalie, tell us a little bit about how the idea came about, what Rising Tide Society is for all those folks out there who don't quite know what it is yet. Absolutely. So the Rising Tide Society is a community of creative entrepreneurs who gather in the spirit of community over competition. And just as you mentioned, we started about two years ago in Annapolis, Maryland, which is my hometown, and um, quickly spread uh, to over 400 locations now around the United States and the world that meet every month. And it, at its core, what Rising Tide is, it's coffee meetups for creatives, um, although they're not always coffee involved. Sometimes they do involve wine. I will say that. Uh, but, you know, just an opportunity for people to take these online conversations offline and really start to cultivate real relationships. You know, I think that there is so much value to having online community, but I believe that like real change in the world, real change in business, it happens when we meet together in person, when we have that ability to connect and to get to know each other on a human level. And so with Rising Tide, that's just been very much our heart over the past two years. And, you know, now we've kind of grown and um, expanded from there, but it always goes back to this mission and this vision of creating an industry that is based in the idea of community over competition. I love it. And I sh I'm sure you guys have seen that hashtag because I use it all the time. And it's just, I mean, it's, it's just a, awesome thing. I mean, Rising Tide Society has helped me so much, and Tuesdays Together, that space, that's what we call the meetups every month. Um, it's an opportunity to get with these people who are, I don't know how you manage to get folks to be so giving and, and to be so kind. Like, seriously, I've never experienced any drama never experienced any bad feelings or ill wishes nothing but help seriously I literally heard of Rising Tide Society I, I honestly think I won't say it's a fluke but it was so random I got an invite to an event you guys had here when you first joined with HoneyBook oh yes uh, and that was a year ago. I'd literally just started Brunch and Slay. I thought, oh, this seems so cool. Let me go. The venue was so cool. The people were great. I bumped into Meredith. I had been following her on Instagram. And I thought, wow, let me just take this opportunity to connect with her. Uh, shout out to Meredith Staggers from Cake and Confetti. <laughs> and uh, she's the one who told me about uh, Tuesdays Together. And once I went to one meeting, I was hooked. And I'm so thankful that you followed whatever inkling it was, whatever conversation. I don't care what it took, how many bottles of wine, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad that you did because I'm sure, I know for a fact you've changed lives because you ch helped change mine. So thank you. Oh my 
gosh. Well, that, that, okay, that means a lot. You're getting me a little emotional, which I promised I wouldn't do. I was like, not today, Natalie, not today. You are not going to get all emotional. But um, no, you know, it's, it is, it's just been a journey. And I, I like to say, like, I don't want any of the credit. I, I really feel as though the credit is, it belongs to two people, right? It belongs to our local leaders who are on the ground cultivating this community and then involves our members and involves amazing people like you who are doing their own thing and like stepping outside of what is norm right in this industry and saying I want to do something different I want to do something brave and bold and fearless and I think that you know the success of Rising Tide is due to those people Um, I just have the honor and privilege of getting to lead you know from the top but it's really the bottom up uh, influence and, and the voices on the ground whether it's in Houston you know or Kansas City or Wasilla Alaska it's like those creatives that are really driving forward our community and you know it's just it's been an honor Oh, wow. And she's so humble, guys. And this is like her real personality. So <laughs> so tell us about HoneyBook. I know you do a lot for them now and you guys work together hand in hand. So for those, I know I've mentioned it a couple of times, so I definitely want people to know what it is. Oh, yes. So HoneyBook is a business management platform for creative entrepreneurs. So it essentially is a one-stop shop where you can take your entire business and put it on the cloud and work you know, from anywhere uh, with anyone that you choose. And so essentially it, it handles all contracts, payments, um, invoices, collaboration, even like some light accounting stuff. And it syncs with QuickBooks. So you can have everything in one place. And the really cool part is that, um, you know, HoneyBook, we, with Rising Tide, we had had a ton of different amazing sponsors and partners in the industry. And uh, 2015, a couple months after we launched, we came across HoneyBook. And it, yes, the software is amazing and the product is phenomenal. But as you know, it, it's the people that make something great. And um, mm-hmm. We just immediately felt connected to their core values and their culture. And, you know, in Silicon Valley, it's rare to find a company with, you know, women co-founders and women that are running things. I mean, look at any news about Uber lately and you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. But Mm -hmm. HoneyBook's the opposite of everything that I envisioned Silicon Valley to be. And we immediately fell in love with them. And I have just been really grateful to be a part of the team. And now I'm, you know, leading community here. And it's just been a crazy ride and a wild transition, but one of the the greatest um, decisions I think that that I've made in my career. Yeah, and I, you know it's so awesome, and I and I want to let everybody know the reason why I wanted to interview Natalie is because she is every woman. She's a wife. She started out in photography. She just recently uh, put her camera down professionally uh, for some new ventures, which I'll let her talk about in a moment. Congratulations on that. Um, That's amazing. And she... Uh, is just a woman who really has just gone after it and who's definitely giving back. So not only does she, did she create this community uh, for people all over the world to connect, she gives back. Not too long ago, I participated in your web conference that you guys have, and you guys raised how much money for Pencils, uh, Pencils of Promise? Yes, so we raised over $55,000 for Pencils of Promise, and um, if anyone's not familiar with that organization, we care a lot about it because it's essentially an organization that believes that education is the way of the future, and educating every child is an obligation that we have, a responsibility that we have, and so they do a phenomenal job. Um, we researched, I should say, we're big into when we you know, raise money for somebody, we research the organization thoroughly, and they are just phenomenal. They really are. So we were able to raise enough money, and we're going to be building a school um, in Laos and um, sponsoring a large number of children. We're hoping to keep increasing the number of children that we can sponsor with upcoming events we're going to be using to raise money. But um, 
Yeah, I mean, philanthropy, and it's a huge part of our heart with Rising Tide, but I think the really powerful thing that we try to drive home is that philanthropy, and especially the summit, it wasn't one person writing a big check, right? Like the summit mm-hmm. and the money we raised, it wasn't a couple people, a couple investors, a couple, um, you know, wealthy like folks writing checks. It was $5, $10 donated by the community. And we had, I believe, over 5,000 individual contributions to help us raise that 55000 And, um, you know, I just, I really believe that this is something that as a creative business owner, and just honestly, like, as as a millennial my, myself, like, it's something that we have a responsibility to incorporate into our lives and into our businesses and into even our companies if you work for an employer. Philanthropy, it's it gives us a greater purpose, I think, whatever it is that you're passionate about, whether it's education, like I am really passionate about that, or, you know, female empowerment, or whatever it is, like, you name it. If there's a way for you to get involved, I just, I hope that you do, because it it changes your perspective, and it surely has changed mine. I agree. And that's remarkable. Um, I mean, you guys heard her say that this company and the vision literally started just a little over two years years ago. And I don't want to embarrass Natalie, but I want you guys to know that this young lady or this woman, I hate to say young lady, uh, not that she's not young, but (laughs) this woman is 26 years old. You know, and for so many people, we, we, we tend to hear, oh, I'm, I'm too old for that or I'm too young for that. The, the fact of the matter is just go for it. If there's something that is a yearning inside of you, even something I know Natalie had no idea when she started this with her friends that it was going to balloon into this movement. Uh, I mean, you can only hope and you can dream, but literally to have an idea about helping your community and I hope you guys are noticing that in a lot of these interviews, it's almost the same basis. Gratitude, give back, and try to change the environment that you're in. And when you do that, things just somehow always fall into place. You know, so there's there's something there or people wouldn't keep saying it or wouldn't you wouldn't keep hearing success stories from people who literally are living that and practicing that every day. Oh, my gosh. No, I think, you know, gratitude that you brought up. Gratitude is everything. Here's the deal. You know, we live in a world that tells us to be more and tells us that we're never enough. And the reality is that we have enough wherever we are in our lives. We just have to be grateful for it. Mm-hmm. I think that something I've struggled with personally, and I, I do talk about it, I've opened up about it more recently, is, you know, being, especially being a woman nowadays, you look out at what it means to be beautiful or smart or important or successful. And social media, the world at large, like it tells you that there's a certain mold for this, right? And the reality is it's a lie. And I think that we have to remind ourselves and we have to remind one another that our worth, our value, it doesn't come from, you know, physical beauty. It doesn't come from likes on Instagram or followers on Facebook. That's Mm -hmm. not what makes us valuable and important. And gratitude goes a long way in helping me personally to overcome that when I'm faced with it, when I deal with it, or when I, you know, hear someone in my community struggling with it. And I think that, um, gratitude. I mean, that I, like, I can't say enough about it. Also, I'll get nerdy for a second. You know, I, I studied, I, I know, I don't know if you know this. I think you do, Amir, because you're laughing at me already. Um, but I studied visual neuroscience and psychology um, in college, and I'm a huge nerd, and I, I really love understanding the brain. And 
What's interesting about gratitude is that it actually changes levels of dopamine and serotonin in the brain when you are actively grateful, meaning you take time to stop. And whether it's you write down three things in the morning that you're grateful for in your life, or you know you have a conversation with someone about what what you really are, um, you know, thankful for in, in the day to day, it actually changes brain chemistry. And um, you know, in the same way that taking an antidepressant will do that through medication, gratitude also can have that effect. And so it is a powerful, powerful tool that I don't think we use enough, but Mm -hmm. especially in a world that tells us, you know, whether it's subliminally or straight out, um, that we are not enough, that we can fight back by truly looking at what we have in our lives, even, even when we're struggling and find something to be grateful for. Oh yeah. And, and I started keeping a gratitude journal. Oh gosh, decades ago. Um, Back when Oprah first started, I was, I've always been a huge Oprah fan. And I remember way back in the day in another life when I was in basic training. (laughs) And I remember taking these long six mile, seven mile, 10 mile road marches and we would stop and we would break and you'd have to do these little exercises, but you're basically just laying in the dirt. And I would pull out my little pocket journal. And in those moments when I'm literally thinking, what have I gotten myself into? Amira, you did not think this through. (laughs) You are not army made like what are you thinking and I literally would pull out this journal and write down five things I don't care what it was I would just think of something and reach for something and that literally my mood would change so you're hearing that there's a chemical uh, connection to that makes total sense because those moments were so difficult for me at at that time in my life Uh, being 18 years old out in you know this place and not knowing you know what tomorrow would bring uh, and in doing that literally helped me make it through so it's something I've practiced for years it's something that I know has helped me stay positive and help me get to where I, I am mentally in life and kept that muscle strong that gratitude muscle yeah. is is one that you want to exercise every day you know um I I definitely think that's so cool I mean you always say it's you're nerdy I want you to stop saying that you're just that's just what you do that's your jam that's what <laughs> that's what you like <laughs> there's nothing bad about it it's nothing oh, negative yeah that's just who you are and but it's awesome up, you know yeah. I appreciate that I just feel like you know growing up that was something I not was embarrassed about but I I was just a nerd I really was ask anyone from any stage of my life and they'll kind of laugh and be like yeah yeah that's Natalie she was a huge nerd um but it is funny how as we become adults the more we learn to love ourselves you know the more we we learn to kind of embrace whatever it is that even if other people don't love it about us but we love it about ourselves um just how it, it makes you a more profound adult and human and it allows you to bring something unique to the table and I think that I am learning to love the nerdiness inside of me a little Good. more with every day. But, you know. So let's talk about your latest, your newest project, which I'm excited about, uh, your vlog. Yes. Oh, this is wild. So I'll tell you the story. This is, and again, it's funny. I haven't really talked about this too much. Like it's so new. So it's exciting to kind of be able to share it with you. But a couple of months ago, um, and I should even rewind. Back when we had the Rising Tide office in Annapolis before I moved out to San Francisco in January, I have a good friend uh, from the Annapolis uh, area named Kent, and he is a YouTube vlogger. And he actually, back in the day, I mean, he was daily vlogging for three years. He has, you know, this massive YouTube following and was named the top daily college vlogger um, and has just kind of exploded in that realm, which is so different from my world. Like, my world has no idea about his world, and his world has no idea about my world, and yet we connected in Annapolis. And fast forward to, he's a young kid. I mean, he's 
you know, senior in college, needs an internship to graduate from school and reaches out and was like, hey, you know, do you need any interns this summer for social media? And I was like, you know what would be really cool, Kent? What if we made a vlog? And um, he's like, wait, you want to make a vlog? I'm like, yeah, what if we made a vlog? What if you came out to San Francisco, we did a daily vlog, and we just give it a shot and see see how it goes? And um, he said, sure. And, you know, crazy enough, in a couple of weeks, he's on a plane flying out to San Francisco, sleeping on my husband and I's floor. This is a true story. <laughs> now he's going to get an apartment. So he is moving off the floor for anyone that's worried. Um, but he came out, and we started creating this daily vlog. And to be honest with you, I didn't know a lot about vlogs. I had seen, there's a couple of vloggers that I follow that I really love. Um, again, most of them, if not all of them, are men. This was a big conversation Kent and I had. There aren't a lot of women doing daily vlogging. And um, again, I love making waves and trying to disrupt that space. So I was like, this will be great. We're going to just mm-hmm. do it and go for it. And, um, you know, I was terrified at first. I felt like it was super transparent. I mean, having a camera follow you around is scary. And knowing that you're always being recorded, like, literally right now he is outside you can't see me because I'm on a podcast but he's outside of the little phone booth I'm in and he's recording this right now so I even have to remind myself okay sit up straight and don't (laughs) stop but um it's terrifying but what's so fascinating is that we realized a couple of things and I hope you you know anyone listening to this can can kind of uh relate but the world has become so curated and the world Mm -hmm. has become so um you know, perfectionist focused, like everything has to be with intention and overly curated, overly polished. Everything is photoshopped and perfect in every way. And a vlog is not like the vlog. I mess up. I mumble. Like sometimes I don't look the best. Some days I'm a hot mess. Like it is real life. And to be able to put that out there, I was so scared, but I have been greeted with nothing, but thank you, you know, like, thank you for being real. And it's so great to be able to see your world and actually understand what you do and actually hear some of these conversations that you don't share on Facebook or you don't share on Instagram. Um, And it's been giving people an inside look, I think, to Rising Tide, to the struggles we're facing, to HoneyBook and the dreams we have there, to my day-to-day world. I mean, it's it's been crazy. And I think, you know, the biggest takeaway is if you have opportunities to be vulnerable, if you have chances to connect with people um, in a new way, especially using video, I believe video is the future of marketing. I was talking about this today with somebody else. I think podcasts and videos are going to replace traditional blogging if they haven't already. Actually, it's funny. I was talking to um, the CEO of a startup here, uh, actually in the Valley, and she was saying that they are rethinking their entire content marketing strategy. I wish I could tell you who it was, but I can't. Uh, but she said they were rethinking their entire content marketing strategy and they wanted to actually change the way they do blogs and start incorporating video because it's such, such a more profound way to reach their audience, whether it's Instagram stories or Facebook Live or right, whatever it is. And she was curious about the vlog. And so um, it's, been, it's been fun. It's been an interesting adventure. And um, if, you, if anyone's watched it, I would love to know what you think, what you'd like to see more of. And if you're thinking of starting a vlog yourself, don't hesitate. Reach out to Kent and I. We'd be happy to share any tips that we've discovered along the way. And how brave are you? Seriously. Like, that's the that's a huge thing. Even for me, I try to incorporate uh, a little bit more video and do Insta stories a lot more and Snapchat. But I find myself wanting to put on makeup before I put that camera in front of my face. And, you know, all those little things I know I need to get over. And I know the more we do it, the easier, you know, the more we flex that muscle, the better it will be. But how brave are you? And kudos to you for just doing it, man. Just taking that leap because it's awesome. And when I saw your... Um, your email when you first announced it um I was like wow there she goes again just doing it and I love that I love that I think it I just think sometimes even it, not just I say women a lot because that's just 
that's just who I am. I'm all about girl power. But yeah. as women, it's just so important for us to see other women do things that make them uncomfortable yeah. and do things that they don't even know what the heck they're doing. You know, like you're figuring it out as you go along, you're telling the truth. This guy's sleeping on your floor and, you know, he's about to transition. But that's the reality of what we all see. And we think it's so perfect. And it just mm-hmm. isn't, you know, and I want to go back to that part of reality because then maybe we wouldn't have people hating themselves so much and shaming people on not being perfect and just trolling the internet I just I want to get back to that space so thank you for doing that because you know you have a ton of folks who are watching I and know, yeah um, I think it's amazing so yeah well I think you just nailed it like you just hit the he- you literally just nailed it it's this idea that we've we've gotten to a place where everyone feels this urgency to be perfect whatever the heck that means because let's be real no one is perfect like i it's just not the reality and i think we have a responsibility and you know you mentioned women but like i always think i think about little girls like when i do the job that i do i think about natalie at five like natalie at 10 like natalie at 12 like a little girl who's looking out right now at the landscape and you know for me there are certain things that i become very passionate about and i think i want every little girl to look up and see a woman like them in a, in a position of leadership or a woman like them dominating, right? And I think that that's why I've been so grateful to have come across what you're doing. To come, so many women that are just stepping forward boldly and bravely in a world that often doesn't welcome that and aren't afraid to fail because I realize this, look, this vlog, it's one example of many things that I do and most of them are going to fail. That's the reality. The more things I try, the more likely they are to fail and many of them will. But I would much rather fail in the pursuit of doing something that I believe is going to help somebody else or I believe is going to, you know, not if not shatter a glass ceiling, put a darn good crack in it. Because mm-hmm. I think that it makes it easier for the next person to come along. And I, it doesn't mean I need to be the one to cross the finish line. This is something we, we often fail to realize. When we strive to do good, when we strive to do good in this world... We don't have to be the ones to get the gold trophy. We don't have to be the ones to get the recognition. We don't have to be the ones that truly, at the end of the day, are the Oprah, right? We mentioned Oprah. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we have to do the very best we can because maybe Oprah is the next woman behind us. And that doesn't dampen our contribution. That doesn't change who we are or what we've done. And I think we get stuck in wanting to be the one to cross the finish line. And I'm learning more and more. Sometimes my role is maybe just to put a crack in that ceiling so that the next woman can come through and shatter it. Wow, Natalie. Wow. You just, that, that was that was a big thing right there, what you just said. I mean, that is so true. I think if more of us would think that way, um, then your hashtag will be more than just a hashtag. It truly will become a culture and a way of life, which is what it's on its way to now. And that's that's where that collaboration comes in. You, my, you know, I always say, you know, if we work together, if we just put this energy together mm-hmm. on even one project, let's say you have a project and then I have a project and whomever, if we all just put a little bit of energy into each other, man, the power and what we could accomplish, you know, and will accomplish because you're already doing it. I'm playing my role. I'm a part of that community. I'm proud to say I'm a part of that community. And um, yeah, man, that was that was pretty big, Natalie. (laughs) That was pretty big. So what is next for you? Oh my gosh. Well, okay. So I'm starting to think about writing a book. That is something that, you know, I've wanted to do it for so long and I've got so many friends that have just kind of started to hold me accountable uh, to that dream. And so writing a book is definitely on the horizon. Um, I think another big thing, you know, we're thinking about, and I would love if we do end up launching a podcast, I would 
just love to have you on it. Like I would oh, die. Oh, you got it. Oh my gosh. But um, we're thinking about that too. You know, the vlogs really inspired us. And so, yeah, writing a book, maybe launching a podcast. And oh, we're also thinking about hopefully if we get the opportunity, uh, going on the road a little bit this fall and just starting to visit some of our Tuesdays Together chapters and just honestly document it's again like what i'm excited about is going out into these cities and documenting and telling the stories of leaders like you who are just absolutely changing the landscape of what it means to be you know a creative or to be a woman and i, I you know in today's world and i'm excited for that i'm excited for that opportunity and hoping that it, it comes to fruition man i know it will and i cannot wait to see what you do next and anything i can ever do to support you i'm there just say, you know, whatever it is, I'm there. And for those folks who don't know, and uh, I want them to know where they can find you and where they can follow you. Oh, absolutely. So if you want to connect, I'm always here to support you guys in any way that I can. Um, feel free. It's just at Natalie Frank. So on Instagram, on Twitter, and Frank has an E at the end. Um, and then NatalieFrank.com. Or if you want to connect with Rising Tide Society, you can do that as well. And it's just at Rising Tide Society on Instagram and RisingTideSociety.com. And my and my email is Natalie at either of those. So Natalie at NatalieFrank.com or Natalie at RisingTideSociety.com. And um, I'm always here to support anything I can do. And thank you again, Natalie, for taking time out of your day. I know you have a ton going on. We're in totally different time zones, and we made it happen. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And until next time, guys, this is Brunch and Slay, and it's been a pleasure. Hey!